Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Turn your dial to the edge of the static, and there you will find the lost signal. Tonight, dear listeners, we bring you another chapter of our Nower storyline. A macabre little tale entitled, Know Thy Father. Tonight's episode was written by Tilson Mullally, and is brought to life by the Lost Signal stable of actors. Hey, podcast lovers. My name is Haley, and I run the Doe Identify podcast. I have been passionate about helping the unidentified get their names back ever since I found out I lived within miles of where Sherry Ann Jarvis, formerly known as the Walker County Jane Doe, was found. In my podcast, I tell the stories and provide information about unidentified people in hopes of reaching their loved ones and getting their names back. So come join me and help me advocate for these people. You never know, you could recognize someone's story. Most folks around here can trace their blood clear back to when Nauer got founded, back in 1878. They found silver in the hills way back when, and the town went up fast, and boomed even faster. Wyatt Earp came through once, but when the mine ran out, so did damn near the whole population. Few of us stayed around, though. Made it what it is today. There's something to be said for a place like this, where everyone knows your name, makes you feel safe. Thing is, though, if you peel back the surface, a small town's got a history as ugly as any. And because it happens less, it's gotta be twice as bad. Most people around here, if something unsettling happens, we know we can paint over it, put it under a layer of something new, forget. Sometimes though, sometimes people won't forget. They don't move on. When they don't, you get a haunted house at the end of a cul-de-sac. So Bobby, I'll see you tonight for the pep rally? Yeah, Ricky, now get out of here, would ya? I gotta beg my dad for the car keys if we wanna ride tonight. Alright, alright, just don't screw it up. Kristen isn't gonna roll with some bop with no wheels. Would you just get killed? <laughs> Later! Dad? Dad, that you? We're in the living room, son. 
Come here for a sec. I gotta talk to you. I gotta talk to you too. I was hoping. Dad, no! Jensen Residence. Jeff? It's Cal. Have you been outside? What? No. No, I just woke up from a nap. Why? Just look over at the Dubois house. What the hell? Is the whole police station here? What the hell happened? Lynn Dubois killed his whole family this afternoon. Excuse me. Excuse me, officer. I'm Jeff Jensen of the Now Review and... Oh, for Christ's sake, Jeff. I know who you are. Cut that newspaper stick off, huh? What in the Sam Hill's going on, Kurt? Cal called me, told me Lint... Yeah, it's a real mess in there. Looks like he waited for each of them to come home. Well, where the hell is he? Can I talk to him? We don't know. He's gone. Piece of shit, coward's probably long gone. Christ, Kurt, come on. We all knew him. After all this, I'm not sure if we did, Jeff. The Lynn I thought I knew wouldn't have done something like this. Do we even know Lynn did it? How do you know he's not in danger? Well, he left a note, Jeff. What? He left a note. Here. What does this mean? Uh, who knows? I only care about the I did it part. But, but this here. There's they're safer this way part what's all that about I don't know Jeff I don't know Christ Bobby makes it Bobby's still alive barely the ambulance took off a few minutes ago thanks for meeting me for lunch Rita I figured if I didn't you'd just keep hounding me until I did I suppose we know each other a little too well. Kurt said you called the police about the Dubois family? I did. Because you saw the front door open? Sure. It was a hot day, Rita. A lot of people had their front doors open. Just seemed conspicuous to me, was all. You didn't hear anything? No. Four shots from a revolver with no muffling, and you didn't hear anything at all from next door. Jeff, I said no. Leave me be. Carolyn Dubois was my friend. The Dubois were friends to all of us. I'm just trying to figure out what happened. Why Lynn would do this. Did Carolyn say anything at all? No. She was regular as ever. All family was. Seemed happier than a clam. Alright. Thanks, Rita. Jeff? Yeah? There was something else. What was it? When I saw their front door open, I didn't think a whole lot of it at first. Lots of people keep their doors open in the summer, like you said. But 
but then I... I thought I, I did hear something. A gunshot? No, it wasn't, wasn't that. It wasn't really anything, but... At the same time, it was... It's almost like a... almost like a whisper and I knew something was wrong a whisper a whisper a, f a feeling something like it felt bad Jeff real bad like something rotten snuck into town or maybe it had always been here Thanks for your help, Rita. I'm sure they'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Hopefully. Jeff? Yeah? It wasn't the first time I had to call 911 in the last couple of weeks. What do you mean? I haven't seen anything. But there's been some yelling over there. Well, jeez, Jeff, I don't know. Come on, Kel, think. How long have you known Lynn? Feels like my whole life, really. Yeah, but it wasn't, because he didn't go to high school with us, remember? So? So when did he become our friend? Must have been when his family moved to the neighborhood, then. About ten years ago, right? Right. So, what do you know about Lynn prior to that? What? I mean what I say. What do you know about Lynn Dubois and his family from before they moved here to Nower? Well, nothing, I guess. Don't you think that's a little strange? Well, I mean... Rita told me this wasn't the first time she'd called 911 over to the Dubois house. Oh, Rita's always spreading rumors. You know, something Kurt said this morning has been sticking in my craw all day. Did we even really know Lynn? Christ, Jeff, we've been neighbors with him for a decade. And in that decade, I never would have thought that Lynn Dubois would be capable of hurting a fly. And yet this morning, he killed nearly his entire family. Well, what are you saying, Jeff? I'm saying none of us really knew Lynn at all. Jeff, you're nuts. Who cares what we really knew about Lynn? All we need to know now is that he was a cowardly bastard. More than that, his poor son is going to have to face a lot when he gets out of the hospital. Now, the rest of the street is taking donations. If you, There's something fishy here, Cal. Something's not right. Nothing's ever right when a tragedy like this happens, Jeff. we got to just move on until things are right again. I'm going to figure this out, Cal. Welcome, dear listeners, to the Pulp Radio Record, the Pulp Radio History Show within the show. I am your humble host, and today we are talking about a classic of both radio 
and the small screen. Gunsmoke. The longest running TV show of the 20th century, Gunsmoke also had an impressive radio run between 1952 and 1961. With the television version premiering in 1955, both iterations aired alongside each other for the remaining six years of the radio show's run. Gritty and atmospheric, Gunsmoke is considered one of the greatest radio shows ever made. Leading man William Conrad's powerful voice defined the program as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon, a morally just man in a world of morally gray characters. Conrad's performance inspired legions of fans and turned him into a radio John Wayne of sorts. John Wayne, incidentally, was a bit of a mentor to the man who replaced Conrad in the television production of Gunsmoke, Jim Arness. It is rumored the change to the spelt Arness had to do with Conrad's weight, though most of the radio cast was in fact recast for the television show. It's also interesting to note that both the television and radio versions maintained separate storylines, defining each as their own separate show. In a way, Gunsmoke could be considered one of the first expanded universes. This has been your humble host, bringing you the Pulp Radio Record. And now, we return you for the second half of Tilson Mullally's Know Thy Neighbor. learn something about you, old friend. There's a study. Might as well try the desk first. Bottle of whiskey. Nearly empty. Lynn's not a drinker. At least I never thought he was. What else? What's this? Secret compartment in the drawer. Letters, bills. Christ, these go back a couple of years. Look at those zeros. Lynn, how much trouble were you in? God, Lynn, there were other ways. Cal, thanks for coming down to the newspaper office. This better be good, Jeff. It's late. Look at these. What's all this? Lynn's reason for what he did. Bills, mortgage notices. No. No, this can't be right. What do you mean, Cal? These loans and bills go back to 68. Lynn would have had to declare bankruptcy. This, this would break any man. Jeff, listen. This can't be it. Well, why the hell not, Cal? Because, Jeff, Lynn came to me about this a month ago, okay? He was hurting real bad. He needed to vent, and I felt so bad at... You know, I got more money than I let people know that I have. So I, I loaned him the money to get his payments up to date. What? 
Better me than the banks, I told him. They, these were non-issues, but I was the only one he told, and only he and Carolyn knew. Hell of a stressor on a marriage, but this wasn't it. So the shouting Rita said she heard, yeah, they'd been fighting about money a whole lot lately. When you said that earlier, I wanted to say something, but Lynn made me promise not to say anything. Christ, I, I know what he did was awful, but he was my friend, Jeff. I, I made a promise. Felt disrespectful. So, why? Why, Cal? Who knows, Jeff? He was our friend, but I guess that's what we have to live with until they find him. He's awake now, officer. Thank you, doctor. Is he all right to ask questions? He's weak. Only a few for right now, please. I understand. All right, this way. Hey there, Bobby. It's me, Officer Kurt. I know you've had a rough couple of days, bud, but I need to ask you a few questions. All right. All right, Bobby, good. Do you know why your dad would do something like this? Bobby? It wasn't my dad that did this. What do you mean, Bobby? It was him, but... Couldn't have been. That wasn't my dad. And who was it then, Bobby? Where'd they go? I, I don't know where they went. Wh whoever they were, they made my dad hurt us. I saw it in his eyes. He didn't want to do it. He was crying. Oh. All right, Bobby. You go on and rest, and we'll talk more about this later. I'll see myself out, Doctor. Get me Gillespie. Tallulah's visiting the station. Okay, make sure you let him know the kids shouldn't hear this. Yeah, Sheriff, it's me. Listen, the Dubois kid woke up. No, no, he's not making a whole lot of sense. Says it wasn't his dad. No, it was his dad, but someone made him do it. No, there there wasn't no one else. No, it, it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense, but that's what he's saying. Yeah. Bobby Dubois stuck by that statement. My granddaddy was sheriff back in the 70s. He told him and every other officer that it had to be someone in costume. Either way, 
the only thing they ever found of Lynn Dubois was his glasses, out near the mine a week later. They think he wandered into the tunnels. Probably still in there somewhere. Bobby? He left town years ago. Jeff Jensen did, too. Closed down the review and moved on. I say good riddance to him. Small towns like this, you gotta know how to forget things. Gloss over it and pretend it's all normal. Sounds crazy, but it works. (sighs) But like I said, those of us that stayed around here made now or what it is today. It's a tradition. Come on, let's go. I'm going to introduce you to one of our oldest residents. Returning now to the edges of your radio static, this has been The Lost Signal. Thank you for tuning in tonight, dear listeners. Please, wherever you're listening, whether it be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or any other platform, please leave us a review and do not be afraid to share the static with your friends. Until next time, dear listeners, good night.